Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Split Decision. You're joined by me, Taku, and obviously my co-host. Uh, Whichever side Tom. it is, it's, it's, it's <laughs> a random side, side every time. Uh, Tom, and today we're joined by a very special guest, we're joined by Daniel Grito from the Illawarra Hawks. Welcome to The Split Decision. Thanks for having me, boys. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. And obviously, before we get into it, we've got to mention, well, shout out our sponsors, Kremlin and Mahogany. Kremlin, they've, they've announced some new deals, you know, some hoodie mask deals, some t-shirt mask deals, and some jogger mask deals. So make sure you guys go check that out. Um, use Taku10, Tom10, or Peter10. Peter10. Don't use Peter Ten, but just make don't use don't use Peter Ten. At checkout for ten percent off, and finally, make sure you're just checking out all the links in the description. You know, the Instagram we've got a hundred followers, so we'll be doing that giveaway very soon. And uh, just check out, you know, the YouTube channel and the Reddit that we never use. But yeah, yeah. we never use it. But you know, it's there. Without, <laughs> <laughs> without further ado, let's get straight into it. And Daniel, our first question for you is. Do you remember how old you were when you started playing basketball and sort of that first memory of playing it? Um, I think I was about about like seven years old. We started, I started in under nines. So I was like, yeah, seven. I just started playing with my cousin because um, our parents didn't want us to play like AFL. They thought we'd get hurt. So we ended up playing basketball, which turned out to be a pretty good option in the end and just loved it from the start and just played ever since, yeah. <laughs> were there any other sports that you tried as a kid besides uh, basketball <laughs> well like I wanted to play footy because that's what everyone was doing but um, <laughs> yeah I wasn't able to do that but I I got really into table tennis for a little bit believe it or not <laughs> like I was super into it um, loved table tennis but like that's about it like nothing nothing else really same school I was in the school <laughs> table tennis team I was yeah that was it that was it was playing at school a heap. yeah I was in school table tennis for like two when? years before basketball, this is before your time at school. <laughs> before my time. This right. is before. This is pre-Taku. <laughs> <laughs> this is the good days. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you even do pre-Taku? <laughs> um, when when you were a kid, did you ever hit this realization? It was like this is basketball is what I want to do as a as a career as a job sort of thing. Yeah, around like probably when I was like twelve or thirteen, we got the um we got like a what's called like a set top box which had like some more tv channels and like I, that's like the first time i could start watching like the nba and um i was just hooked ever since then and just like wanted to really wanted to like do it at the highest level like and in front i really wanted to just play in front of heaps of people like that's what i really thought about doing when i was young i was like i want to play it like in packed stadiums and stuff and i used to go to the wildcats every weekend as a kid and obviously it's packed there and they're a crazy um fan base so that really like fueled me to, I was just like, I just want to play in big arenas and stuff. So that kind of, that's yeah, around 12, 13 is kind of when I decided I really wanted to go for it. So you said you started watching like basketball uh, as a young kid. Were there any like basketball idols you had growing up that you looked up to yeah. or tried to model your game after? Um, Kobe. Kobe's my guy. Like, I've loved Kobe since the beginning. Um, so he's, yeah, I've watched every single highlight video of him on YouTube. Like he's got, had all his shoes, like still do. Um, yeah, he's my like all-time favorite player. Daniel knows what's up. 
Kobe's a legend yeah, on this mama, podcast, I'll yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's in it. the background, isn't it? Kobe, oh, right there. Is he in the background Never, still? Right there. The high school oh, jersey. Always. Yeah. Kobe doesn't get respected enough. Finally, Yeah, I don't you know. think so either. Right. Finally, <laughs> someone, facts, someone respects Kobe. <laughs> This guy right here disrespects Kobe. Disgusting. Really? That's blasphemy. That is absolutely blasphemy (laughs) if I've seen it. So um, other than basketball (laughs) in general, were there any other um, people or athletes that you looked up to or like, yeah? Um, Man, I don't know. Um, No, I couldn't couldn't tell you. I really, this is like, it's still related to basketball. Like, um, they used to be a YouTube channel. They broke up a little bit now, but like they're called Kick Genius. And I used to like, they were two basketball players. And like, I was really like, they were like role models for me. Like I love them. Um, and they just review shoes. And um, I don't know, I was hooked on that too, but not really any um, other like famous guys that I really looked up to that much. Like, yeah. All right. So we'll move like onto your teenage and the like, collegiate career. You started your youth career when you were at Lakeside Lightning. What do you yes. remember from like those days there? Um, that's like my that was like my rep team over there. So over in WA, it's called Wobble, which is rep. It's like the West Australian Basketball League. So it starts in under twelves and ends. It ends like under twenties, and then you go play in the state league, which is the SBL, which hopefully will turn into NBL one soon. Um, but yeah, I just remember playing like under twelves. Used to go to the carnivals and play all the different teams like um in your state and for me like that was just the coolest weekends ever like it was like once a month you'd go play three games on a saturday or something with like your your boys it was the best thing ever and it was kind of like my intro introduction to like more serious basketball like running plays um doing different like doing scouts and stuff that's kind of where it started there and like lakeside is like like that place is like my favorite my favorite place ever like they've they really look after me and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of that sort of story, yeah. Um, so, uh, following that, you also got a scholarship to the Centre of Excellence. Mm-hmm. So, um, what did it mean, like, when you first got that call-up saying that you could you could go and sort of play, well, go there? Yeah, that was that was the best thing ever. Like, it was, it was awesome. I was pretty old when I got the scholarship. I was... Um, late 18 I was about to turn 19 when I got it and most guys go in there super young you know so um I didn't really think I was I was kind of past the point of thinking I was going to get a scholarship I thought I was too old so when I got one it was just the coolest thing ever and the AIS was the best experience ever for me like it changed me completely like into like such a better player um like they like transform for my body like you get to you lift constantly like um nutrition's looked after like everything is there for you um you got court court access 24 7 which is awesome you can work out whenever you want um team practice is great like you're the best kids in the country there um that you're practicing against every night and then obviously we got to play Siebel it was Siebel back then um on the weekends which is awesome as well you get to like fly in planes and play basketball which is like kind of the start of like being a pro, like you get to fly around and play and stuff. So that was awesome too. Um, but yeah, it was, that was an awesome experience at AIS. Yeah, I feel like everyone we talk to, whenever we talk about that, if, if they've been to the AIS, it's always like a different experience for them where like they feel like they've just made like a first step into like their professional career kind of. Yeah, And it's sure. always like, just like, yeah, go on, sorry. 
yeah, like where I, when I got the when capes off me as far, I was like, yeah, I can really, I really be able to play pro after this. Like, because before that, it's a bit iffy whether I was gonna. Like, you don't. It's a lot of like it's tough when you're trying to play professionally. You don't really have like cause I didn't go to college. Um, I was just at home, like working and working out every day, trying to um, get looks in from the Wildcats and various teams like that. But so going to the AIS is huge. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to now your international career. So you became you suited up for the Australian Boomers for the first time early last year. What was it like getting the call up to represent Australia for you? Yeah, um, I actually got called up before that. Um, oh, it was right, right. after my first year with the Hawks. I went to Kazakhstan and Iran. So that was the first time. It was in the final window for the World Cup. So. Um, a lot of guys weren't available, so they took a few of us young boys. Um, I was lucky enough to be one of them, and that was like that, that was awesome too. The whole time I was at the AIS, I hadn't represented Australia yet, and everyone else there kind of had. So it was a big thing that I really wanted to do. And putting on like the green and gold is just the best feeling ever. Like you watch guys when you're younger, and to finally be able to do it was awesome. And I got to do it in Iran, so <laughs> that's a bit of a <laughs> weird place to go. And then Kazakhstan. But yeah, um, that like trip, I barely played, but it was just the coolest, coolest thing ever. Like, um, wouldn't trade it for the world. And then, as, as you said earlier last year, I got another call up, which was in Brisbane. So it was a bit more of a um, familiar place. <laughs> yeah. And um, I got to play a few more minutes there and have a bit more of an impact. So that was like, that was heaps of fun too. So from yeah. um, both of those experiences, were you able to like, take anything away learn from like some of the other more like seasoned guys that had played a lot of international basketball yeah um like those guys like Soby, mitch creek cam glidden like they've all been there a heap of times and done it before um and they like they're just so professional like they're always in the pool recovering always doing um little like maintenance lifts stretching like they're making sure their bodies are right um for the games which i really took a lot away from especially like hurting myself now, like that's a big, um, that's a big thing I'm trying to focus on now is like recovery and looking after my body a bit more. So, yeah. Yeah. So now we'll move to your professional career. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you joined the Illawarra Hawks in 2018. Was there any yep. like specific reasoning behind signing for them? Um, I had like some, I had a, quite a few looks from different teams, but um, they were all development spots. Um, they were going to be development spots with a uh, contracted year after. Um, but the Hawks was the first team that was going to give me like a contract spot straight out of the gate. So um, I knew Bevo pretty well because he was in WA for a long time. So um, it was a no brainer for me. I'm a good mates with um, Angus Glover too. So he was here as a DP back then recovering from a knee injury. And um, I talked to him a heap and I was like, yeah, like I'm, going to come here for sure so and it turned out to be um a great decision because i got to play a heap <laughs> my first year which is great yeah so um going back to that first year like your first professional game like especially for like watching basketball growing up watching the nba was always a dream what was it like sort of stepping on the court for the first time and playing your first like minutes in the nba yeah it was insane like i couldn't feel my legs like it was <laughs> i was pretty nervous um but it was a. It ended up being a really cool game. We went to quadruple overtime against the <laughs> the 
United. We went to quadruple overtime against United. And that was like the first game like that that's happened in however many years, I'm not sure. But it was crazy. And it was like in the fourth overtime, we had guys fouled out. And I was like, man, they might they might put me in. And I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was sweating. But um, it was really cool. It was an awesome experience. They might put me in. Damn, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're like, you're cold as well. So then you have to like come in when everyone else is just like going. You have to just sort of like produce as well. Yeah, exactly. Ah, well, like, was, yeah, well, like, because I played in the, like the very start of the fourth. I was like my really? last minutes I played in that game. So by, by the time it was fourth overtime, like there'd been, it'd been like almost like, like 90 minutes since I'd been on the court. Like it was the longest game ever. And I was like, man, like, I'm freezing. Like <laughs> it was terrible, but <laughs> yeah, right. So coming into the league, was there anyone that like took you under their wing that really like gave you the push into where you are today, or like to push you to become like a better self, better version of yourself? Yeah, there's heaps. There's heaps of guys that have um, helped me out a lot. Um, one is his name Liam Rush. He used to play in the NBL back in the day. Oh, not too long ago, like in the early 2000s, he played for Wildcats. Played for Melbourne United, oh, Melbourne Tigers back then. And he's a lakeside kid as well. He grew up same place as me. And he, he's always on the phone to me, um, giving me tips, telling me um, telling me heaps of stories and stuff about the NBL back then. It sounded awesome. So he, he's a big one. Um, who else? Um, Toddy Blanchfield, he's been massive for me as well. Helps me because um, we kind of play the same position. Um, he really like taught me a lot of little tips and tricks um, in these first two years. So he's off to the Wildcats now. So good luck to him. Um, but yeah, there's been a, there's too many guys to name. Like everyone really, um, it's like everyone here has really looked after the young boys because I guess we've had a lot of young guys come through here. So it's been it's been really good. I always wanted to ask this. I know, like, you hear from the NBA how they have, like, hazing and stuff like that and, like, rookie duties. Did you have to go through that in the um, NBL? Oh, uh, a little, like, a little bit. Um, Not too bad. Not as much as, like, you hear about in other places. Like, um, we had to carry all the bags and stuff. Um, carry all the bags. Like, if there was any ever anything that had to be done, like, extra... Me and Emmett had to do it in our first year. <laughs> we did it. We went on a trip to Malaysia um, for preseason, and there was a big ball at the end. So everyone was sitting on their seats, like sitting at their tables, we were having dinner. And there's like a live band playing at the top. And um, they did make me do this. This was terrible. They made me go and find um, anyone, any like lady. They made me find like any chick, any like Malaysian lady. I had to take her up onto the stage and dance with her in front of like, in front of like 500 people and they just oh, no. to do it. and I had to do it and it was actually it was hilarious everyone loved it so um <laughs> it, was, it was that was probably the worst thing I had to do but we got over it we got it done so we moved we moved it's a big deal yeah. in our books <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. big win <laughs> oh, so I mean you know obviously your rookie season you know everyone's everyone's like supporting you as well did you have like what was your favorite memory from that rookie season um the rookie season was it was a lot of fun we were a bit of like an underdog team and we we kind of played we were we were pretty good my rookie season we ended up missing the playoffs we had to win like four straight to make it at the end and we won our first one 
lost the second one in overtime and that kind of was the end of the season. But um, uh, it was just, it was a good, it was a fun year. Like um, we got a, a lot of, me and Emmett were the rookies then and we got a lot of playing time. Um, Bevo really backed us and threw us in a deep end. And I guess the best, like we beat every team at least once. Um, and so I think beating the Wildcats at home was my favourite memory from that year. We had like my brother and my best mate came to town and watched the game. Um, and we beat the Wildcats by like maybe five or six points. And that was massive for me. Like um, always, always watching those guys. So that was probably my favourite memory. Right. Um, you also play for the Nelson Giants in the New Zealand NBL. Um, what are you able to sort of gain from playing over there and playing in New Zealand? Yeah, playing in New Zealand was awesome. It's um, as an Australian, like I'm an import over there. And so every team over there gets three imports and they get a lot of Australians go over there in the off season. So the imports in my team was me, Reese Vague, who was on the Wildcats. Um, and then Jordan Jett, who played with me my first year here. Um, and so we had a pretty good, um, set of imports. Um, it was really cool with Reese too. He's one of my best mates and like we're from the same area in Perth. So we knew each other growing up. So it was really cool to kind of go over there with two guys I knew with Jordan and, um, and Reese. And then we also had Tyrell Harrelson from the Bullets and we had Mika Vicona. So he was like a really, he was a really good leader um, and like great glue guy. So that was fun going over there. I got to play a heap and um, shoot the ball a lot, which was fun. Um, but it was cool seeing New Zealand, like just getting to see the country, um, live there for three or four months. Um, it gives me a chance to work on a heap of stuff that I probably didn't get the chance to work on in the NBL season. Um, had the ball in my hands a lot more. Um, so yeah, it was it was awesome. And I, I really want to go back there again next, next off season, so. Yeah, we'll New see. Zealand's a really nice place. I haven't yeah, been there specifically, but like I've always wanted to go there. I've heard it's good fishing over there. Massive fisherman. So I've really? always wanted to travel there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I've never I didn't go fishing, but um yeah. <laughs> Look, it's just yeah, it's just, it's, just <laughs> it's just one of those things you gotta you gotta, you gotta try it. <laughs> you said and I quote, yo, New Zealand's a real nice place. I've never been there though. Like <laughs> No, because I've had my my dad my dad's my dad and mum have gone there and they showed me photos like, oh wow, nice mountain ranges. That's really cool. <laughs> it is sick. It is sick. Hold it, let him regain consciousness. Honestly, give me a spell, give me a spell here. Come on. So, I mean, unfortunately, last guys, as you finished six, which was two spots out of the playoffs, what do you think you will need to take to elevate to that like next level for you guys to hopefully make the playoffs this year? Yeah, yeah, like in the in the NBL. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think, like, our roster's completely different this year. Um, we, like, me, Emmett, and Sam right now are the only guys staying from last year's team. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see how this team goes. We've got Gorgian, who's obviously, like, one of the like, best coaches of all time. Um, so, I think we'll definitely make the playoffs um, just with the coach alone. And then we've got a huge array of talent. Like, we've got Ding Adele. Um, coming over. Uh, who else? Tyler Harvey. He looks really good. Um, the import. Um, and then we got like 
some old guys like Bearstow, um, just have we've got an array of different talents. So I think we'll make a real push. And depending like what happens with the season, um, whenever it starts, who knows what's yeah. going to happen with that. But um, but yeah, I think we'll be good. So yeah, um, restart. <laughs> you sort of mentioned early last year. You did. You went through a was it a Achilles or ACL injury? I my ACL. Yeah. Okay, ACL. Sorry. Um, what was it like, sort of like going through that initially? Uh, yeah, it sucked. Uh, it was, so it was just before the lockdown, um, the COVID lockdown. So I was, uh, it was good, but because I got um, surgery like three days after because they pushed me ahead because I was going to shut the hospital. So it was good. I got surgery real quick and um, could start like rehabbing. Um, but it, yeah, it sucks. You know, you can't like not walking, not being able to walk without crutches is the worst thing. Like once those like three weeks are up and I could kind of walk myself, it got a bit easier. Um, I could kind of just shoot free throws and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was tough going in, like doing that injury, becoming like a free agent because I didn't really have a team to go back to at the point in time. So that was a bit, I was playing with my head a bit, but um, it was good. We got a contract signed and yeah, yeah so I'm, Two years, which is uh, nice, so I can kind of focus on rehabbing this year. And then if I play, I play. If I don't, it's all good. And then year two, hopefully, come back and make an impact. Yeah. So that rehab, like, how was that That process of the rehab, like, your mental state kind of going through that bit? Yeah, it wasn't as bad as um, I thought it was going to be because it was through the lockdown. So no one was playing basketball anyway, so... Didn't really feel like I was missing out on too much. Um, yeah, so I just sat on the couch for however long and watched basketball videos and played video games and everyone else was doing the exact same thing. So <laughs> it was good. Um, and now I'm back. Like I can shoot. I'm back to like shooting jumpers. I can do basically everything but like run. So yeah. um, it's a lot easier to deal with once you can start like shooting again because that's like, you really miss it, I guess. All right. Um, also, do you have any advice for, like, someone that could potentially be going, like, a similar injury? Um, yeah, just just focus on what you can do and, like, do it to the best of your ability. But then again, like, you gotta you got to rest and make sure you're right before, like, before you do anything else because the last thing you want to do is do it again. So just, um, yeah, do, like, do what you can do. But then when you have to chill out, just relax, you know. But, yeah, that's about it. Right. So you re-signed for the Hawks, as you just mentioned. Was there any, like, decision behind re-signing there? Uh, yeah, it was just a huge thing for me was Gorge. Um, Gorge coming on board and everything. Like, he called me and everything he said was just perfect. Um, they got a really good strength and conditioning guy coming in. Adam, he's worked with a heap of big-time soccer clubs and I had a few conversations with him and he's really keen to get going and reckons um and he will like work really well with my knee so um yeah and they just said like there's no rush for me to play um if I don't feel comfortable they're not going to push me to play they're not going to do anything like that and obviously like I love Illawarra I've been here for the last two years um I'm comfortable here I feel like it's the best place for me to improve as a player so yeah super keen I've been with our assistant Jacob Jackamus he's been awesome um at working me out every day and he's like got a really good work ethic as well, so it's been a perfect fit so far. So um, 
you said like last season you had some you had Aaron Brooks on the team and also um Lamelo Ball. Was what was it um sorry. Were you able to take anything from like two high level talents like those two? Yeah, for sure. Like Aaron Brooks is insane. Like Aaron Brooks is so much better than I ever thought he was gonna be. Like he is he just doesn't miss. Like he's so good and he's lightning quick. Like um such a shame he did his Achilles because I think he could have really um blown up last season so um yeah he was he was great he was always working out with us young boys like always wanted to do extra stuff with us and like just a real fun guy to be around too like he was hilarious so um and then Lamelo like just has the best handles I've ever seen like his change of pace is crazy that's the biggest thing I took from him I think like he just like his hezzies are insane like they just freeze you and like you see it on tv and on youtube and you're like man I could have stayed in front of that but you really can't like he's just so <laughs> he's just so good like um yeah and he part his vision's insane as well and he's real athletic he's just trying to dunk on everyone at practice there was one time he like someone threw it up to him and he caught it and i did a 360 and just like didn't didn't quite get it but it just went off the back rim and it was huge like everyone just like stopped like it was it was nuts so yeah those two it was awesome to play with those guys right you know what's yeah. crazy? You know, Aaron Brooks, former Minnesota Timberwolves player, Lamelo Ball, future. Minnesota oh, Timberwolves yeah, get off it. He said, like, Timberwolves, we, we, we have projected the, the number, the number two pick, and <laughs> Anthony Edwards is projected number one. So, Lamelo Ball, D'Angelo Russell, future. Back. I'm just saying. Um, I'm sick, you're a Timberwolves fan, Taki. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, quietly, quietly. It's, dis- it's disgusting. <laughs> He's a Fair enough. Wait, big, Fair enough. big three, Cat, D'Lo, Lamella Ball. Yeah, talk to me when you're in the playoffs, champion. You said automatic. You said he could shoot and uh, he was quick. And I was like, oh, it's Tucker. And then you know, I realized you were talking about someone else. I was like, damn, it's a shame. <laughs> kid, oh, kid, Tucker's automatic from the three-point line. He's got this lethal, he's got this lethal skyhook as well. Oh, my skyhook. My skyhook game is actually pretty strong. Yeah, my skyhook game is actually pretty strong. I'm more of a free throw shooter. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Anyway, so for our listeners who haven't watched you play basketball before, how would you describe your game to them? Um, I think I play with a lot of energy. Um, I like to run. Um, I like to get out in the open floor. Um, like the shoot, catch and catch and shoot threes. Like I love just like spotting up, spotting up and running. That's basically what I do. And I try to defend as well as I can um, and just bring as much energy as possible. So yeah, that's basically it. And um, you're still really young. So do you have like what? Do you have any goals that you sort of picked out that you want to complete before you can finish your career? Yeah, like the Olympics is huge for me. I want to play in the Olympics. That would be, that's the ultimate um, dream of mine um, to do that. So that's definitely a goal. And then obviously win an NBL championship. Um, I want to be one of the best Aussies in the game, like at any current point in time. Um, Yeah, I've got a, I can get a European passport because I'm half Italian. So going and kind of exploring Europe would be cool if I get the opportunity to do that. But yeah. Big win, big win if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So now we'll move on to the questions that um our followers and we have other people ask us to ask you. Right. And the mm-hmm. first question 
a very important one to both of us. You know, it's, it's got a deep sentimental value to us. So, <laughs> yeah. who is your NBA GOAT? GOAT? The GOAT. Who is the GOAT? Kobe. Kobe, yeah, Kobe. Sure. Yeah, I, I, We can accept I that. Love Kobe, we can man. accept that. There's, um, obviously, everyone, like... I don't know. To me, he's the goat. I don't. I don't care what everyone else thinks. Like to me, he's the goat. Yeah, bring up the jersey. So you have to get the jersey. <laughs> Too bad the cameras, but you have to. You have to represent. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's like the only. That's the only like. Um, it's the only midway point that Taco and I like agree on because he's heavy Jordan. I'm heavy LeBron. Yeah. So we're just like yeah, Kobe. Okay. Kobe's midway. We can accept Mid, that. Midpoint. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> gonna have, gonna oh, have. like. Kobe's the disrespect I see on the jail. You know, people oh, think he's not no, in the top just, ten. I'm just like, for people oh, that don't man. put him in their top like ten, it's disgusting. just it's disgusting. I saw, I saw someone put Giannis in the top ten over him, and I was like, oh, bro, what's going yeah, on? No, Giannis, Giannis, Giannis is in top ten yet. Giannis, not no yet, way. not yet. He's gonna win a chip. I mean, you're speaking to, to someone it. that put Allen Iverson in his top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh. no, but my top three was was like I think it was like LeBron, Kobe, Jordan. In that order, yeah. So was it that order? I think it was in that order. I can't remember. Right. I don't know. Good thing we'll, Dumas we'll continue is here. Dumas, Dumas be speaking. Uh, some. Good thing Dumas. <laughs> we, have, we, have a, we have a friend that's heavy, like LeBron King. Type. And then Hank yeah. on Kobe. Hank on Kobe. Really? Oh well, man! Well, LeBron, LeBron, if he keeps playing, how many more years? He really could, <laughs> like, go crazy. You know. I think this year, this year, if they can win it. If they like, I've got LeBron three at the moment. If they can win it yeah. this year, I like it'll be like it'll climb. It'll be, tough, it'll be tough not to argue that he's he's top two. So yeah, fair enough. Fair the enough. real so question is: Are you getting the NBA Two K Mamba Forever Edition? That's the real question everyone wants to know. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It looks good, doesn't it? It looks so good. The cover, the cover photo looks amazing on it. Looks sick. Looks sick. Taku, My head is like two K. I'm like, I'm not getting two K. And then they like code. I'm like, you got to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I hate two K. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. They've got Mamba on it. I have to get it now. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I have to give them my money now. Right? <laughs> Just take it. <laughs> so, our, our next question is, you know, fans only sort of see the the games and the practices, but what would you say is, like, one thing that professional athletes sort of go through and do that the fans wouldn't necessarily know about? Um, Just, like, the – like, I guess it's, like, the everyday grind of, like, either, in like, in a season or an off-season, like, it can really, like – um get you after a bit you know like doing the same thing every day and it's like not just doing the same thing every day it's like doing the same thing every day like as hard as you can um and it's like the best of your ability like it can really like catch up with you you know um so yeah like i guess the fan the fans just see like the finished product but um there's a lot of like hours that go into that whether like you're you're on a good team or a bad team like everyone everyone especially in the nbl works super hard um in there like at practice in the individual workouts in the gym too like conditioning like all that it's like tough on your body that's why i guess recovery is so important as well but um yeah i guess this, the fans wouldn't see much of that we we had a lot of um last year we had a really good uh video we had like some episodes um for the hawks where the fans got to see behind the scenes a bit more but um yeah there's a lot they don't see as well Right, so you also wear the number 11. Is there any specific reason to that number? Um, 
nah, it's just my favorite. It's my favorite number. Um, growing up, it's always just been my favorite. My my cousin, my older cousin, who used to play, he used to wear it, and I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna wear that number. <laughs> I've stuck with it ever since. Um, I like number twenty one as well, but um, Toddy had it when I got here, so I was like, yeah, I'll stick with stick with eleven. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you look like you're gonna say something about it. No, I was going um, to. Yeah, yeah, I, I was yeah. going. I was going to, and I refrained myself. I was like, okay, don't say something stupid. I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something so dumb. I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, too common. Too common. No, as in my my stupidity, not the number. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any you know I mean? specific pre-game routine or a superstition? Do you have like? superstitions that you have to sort of do every before like every game before practice or anything uh not really i used to like i used to do it a lot like you just have all that stuff but then i just figured like should probably like try and not have them because then one day if you can't do it you know like you're gonna be screwed so um uh i always nap game day i used to eat lollies on game day as well but i don't do it anymore because I was eating too many. Um, <laughs> the nap is vital. I always, hey, the nap the, is huge. Yeah, the nap is vital. Nap. Don't sleep on sleep. <laughs> don't sleep on sleep. <laughs> That's a good little uh, slogan there. Don't it, sleep on sleep. It's our slogan over here, man. We don't sleep on sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, nap game day. Wake up and I always watch an episode of anime. Like depending what I'm watching Ooh, yeah. at the time. Um. Always watching an episode of anime. Which episode then, what are you watching right now? My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Legendary. Legendary. Uh, <laughs> nearly, I'm nearly up to nearly up to date, but not quite. Gotta put a few more hours into that. But um, slow grind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, some really are like the slow, like the long, like three hundred episode ones, but yeah. Um but yeah. I love Naruto, that, One so. Piece, I'm looking at you. Yeah, crazy. Seriously. Um, one piece is crazy. Episodes. It's like 800 episodes. Insane. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I'll get there eventually. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably my pre-game ritual. Or always coffee as well. Always coffee on the way to the game. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Big dub. <laughs> right. So, like, when you're not playing basketball, as we spoke about, like, you said, what, what else are you doing? Um, I try to play video games. I'm not, like, I'm not good, but I try to play. Um, <laughs> I enjoy it. Like I enjoy video games, um, anime, love anime, watch a heap of anime, um, the beach, uh, love the beach. That's like the beaches are so sick in Wollongong here. So, um, that's a big plus for playing here as well. So close to the beach too. Um, then, um, we appreciate the honesty. It doesn't matter if you play video games, you don't have to be the best at them. You know, as long as you know, you're not good, it's fine. Same here though. I've, <laughs> I've got one, one win on Warzone. On COD, so I'm, that's one more than me. I'm loving that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, hard, it. man, it's hard, man. It's hard. I gave game. up. <laughs> <laughs> I tapped out. I tapped out. I But um, uh, but yeah, that's that's it. But I mean, four, four guys, you know, we're four guys, you know. Four guys is where it's at right now. We got a squad, yeah. Tyra. I'm a three-time champ. I'm a three-time champ, baby. Let's go, four <laughs> guys. <laughs> four guys starts over there. OP and four. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and our last our last question for you is um do you have you know you're, you're sort of living the dream everyone well i think every kid sort of wishes you know play professional sport 
So um, do you have any advice for like a young kid out there who's looking to go pro in basketball or sort of any sport in the future? Yeah, um, I think just like just keep going as hard as you can. Like good things happen to guys that work hard. You know, like if you don't know what like where you're gonna be, just keep working hard. And like if you're another big thing is like if you're good, like people find you. Like you don't have to plaster it everywhere on social media. You know, you don't have to do that. But um, if you're good, guys will find you out and um give you a shot. You know, so just keep like keep your head down, keep working hard, and focus on yourself. I guess beat on your craft that's a great way that's to end it, it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that is some amazing advice and with that <laughs> that is the what, how do i say what do i say oh yeah so yeah i can't give me what do you say I, I never forget um thank you you, know, guys you so never much. forget or you always forget make up your mind i don't i don't know anyway <laughs> don't thank you guys sleep. so much for tuning in to the episode make sure you like comment subscribe Five stars. Leave five stars on Apple Podcasts. That does absolute bits. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Tuesday, hey? Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>